And, and there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be like, no, no way. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the type of group. Like, because obviously we're going through my own injuries. It's it's almost like politics. Yeah. One, pe- one side's this way, one side's this way. And whether you believe in modern shit or technical, like, they all fit one way. Um, and I was talking to my agent about it as well. Is like this is a cycle of therapy I like, like mm-hmm. whatever European shit it is. Like the yeah. American therapy, I'm okay. Yeah, that doesn't help me. Mm-hmm. They don't know. All they do is what hurts. Right. My ankle. Okay. Let me help your ankle. Like, what if it's my adductor on this side? What if it's this on this side? Like, right. And I found treasure in that. So, yeah, it's because when I came back from my shoulder labrum, I worked with Brax. I did like the stem cell shit, mm-hmm. and um, which got- yeah, that's. That probably helped you out a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a got an MRI, full tear, go to Vegas, and this dude like, and it was like the quickest appointment. By the like, way, do you have like a? Are we on? We are on. Okay, cool. You have a cool story about uh how you tore your labor. I I was in the military. Okay. And just over time. Okay. It tore. Okay. It just uh, went That's from. A cool story. Yeah, I mean, I could do like eighty-five push-ups in two mm-hmm. minutes. Oh, wow. And then, like, it just got worse and worse, and mm-hmm. it was, like, pain right in the front. Yeah. And it was pro- it was torn for, like, six to seven years. Mm-hmm. So it was torn for a while. Yeah. But I went from, like, 85 push-ups to I couldn't even do four. I just yeah, that's got, a painful thing. I uh closest thing I had to anything in my shoulder was, um, fuck, it, when you get your shoulder pushed in, it's uh, when your collarbone gets bruised, basically, right here. What is the name of that thing? Long story short, whatever the name of it is, I couldn't raise my shoulder up. I couldn't do this right here. Show me your trap. Like my shoulder, anytime I moved it from from relaxed, if I did this down or up, just this motion right here, Mm -hmm. I would like lose it. I couldn't like open the door to my car. I couldn't drive in my right hand. I could open knobs at times. It was like the most, I would say, annoying nagging injury yeah that actually hurt mm-hmm. i want to know what it's called I, I, I can't believe i'm blanking on it the the shoulder is incredibly complicated because mm-hmm. it it's the most complicated joint yeah because it can go every every direction yeah and it's the most complicated to fix mm-hmm. so i had the tear i've heard horrible things about labrum surgery like low success rate hurts like a motherfucker not even low success rate what about they'll say 100 percent success rate in their surgery but what can you do after yeah like what can you shoot a basketball? Can are you still gonna get strong enough? Like to me, if I'm not able to actually do better than I was before I got here, mm-hmm. then I didn't have a good enough surgery. I didn't have a good enough recovery right. or rehab process. And I guess like being an athlete, needing to get to your optimal, like I guess capacity of what you can do with your body is like my number one thing. But people will have surgeries or things going on in real life, and they'll only go to therapy like once a week. Right. Or twice a week where an athlete, like you see Joel Embiid come back from injury early, he's doing therapy nine hours a day, mm-hmm. which is not impossible. Um, and, and other things, not only like, you know, just spot treating your, your shoulder at the time. But, yeah, I think surgery, uh, I've ordered surgery one time that I'm happy I did. Mm-hmm. Um, because surgery just kind of just, it's a, it's a, it gives you like a clean slate, tears everything up. In my opinion, uh, what do you think? What do you th- 
My opinion, I mean, I would think uh, when I hear people have a surgery and then it's rare they have one. Ooh, yeah. So once yeah. they open it up, knee, shoulder, yeah, back. <laughs> once they open that that shit up, I mean, the odds of them doing it at least another in your lifetime on the same spot. It's almost like your body is connected together. <laughs> like your body actually works for itself. Like it's almost like that actually makes sense. Like yeah, yeah. So like once you're opened up, you know, people have three, four knee surgeries like oh you know they just mm. got to go in and clean it up a little bit yeah and it's I, i'm kind of in the i'm not a professional athlete so it mm. didn't really matter i wasn't on like a timeline but i i i want to do everything possible to not get opened up yeah um so i was like let's try the stem cell shit and i i fly in take an uber to this guy's office like 10 minutes from the airport i walk in you know, explains it quick, shoots it in me. Her, mo, one of the most painful pain, painful things I ever went yeah. through. How do you, why did he explain it quick? You know, he's just like, I'm like, what, you know, what are you putting in there? What I'm guessing is the needle is probably like that big. It was the biggest needle I've yeah. ever seen. Um, it's a big it, muscle. Because I went in muscle, but... thinking it was like stem cells, mm. but in reality it was like am, the amnion membrane, which is what's around the baby. In the placenta. Yes. And I don't know exactly what the words are, but it sounds like something I know. <laughs> <laughs> and they inject it into you and it returns that area to heal like as if you're in the womb. Mm -hmm. Because when you're a baby, like you can heal everything quickly. Yeah. The older you get, the harder it is for things to heal on yes. its own. So they shoot that in there and it basically sent, like triggers your brain to send all of its stem cells to that area. Yeah. And then it's able to essentially heal it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he, he explained it. Chill guy. He's injected a bunch of – he had some cool names to share. Mm -hmm. um, and the injection itself, it was like – it took about a minute. Mm -hmm hurt like a motherfucker yeah huge needle he puts it in one point in the front he twists it around to shoot it towards my pec shoots a little bit straight in and he's twisting the needle while it's in and i hear i feel like my muscle like slap against my skin and then he twists it all the way over and is shooting it towards the outside of my arm so he kind of just spread it all the way around and I left. It hurt, man. My, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a sensitive guy. No. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if I had never got a needle in my shoulder, and I hear my muscle flap around, I mean, it, it, it like, like yeah, a rubber band, like, I would snap, freak out. Like, I, I was like screaming in there. And I've definitely got some needles in places they probably shouldn't be, but. It's very clear. Like I can see on the screen ahead of me exactly where the needle's going, exactly where my inflammation is, exactly like this, that, and the third. The doctor's calmly, okay, Stanley, we're going to do this, this, that, and the third. Here it goes. Oh, we're done. Okay, next one, this, that, and the third. Here we go. We're done. Like, yeah, I feel like I would just jump off the table or like what if I, I would just, I would naturally just do something. Yeah, like, I mean, you know I was what, what I was doing. I was yelling. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. And I was in like, I was full sweat. Like, oh my yes. gosh. Yes. And my shoulder throbbed so badly that night. I couldn't even sleep. Like, mm-hmm. it, it hurt. It's like um, full. Full. It feel, did it feel full? Like, full of liquid? Yeah. I mean, it, you probably got a PRP. As no, well. no, no, just am, this Amnion shit. Okay. But I mean, it was like 1500 bucks. You definitely didn't get a PRP. <laughs> and you hear of like the stem cell shit they sell around here, it's like yeah. $10,000. Yeah. So to get, to not have to do surgery and to get my labrum like fully healed for 1500 bucks yeah. in six weeks, I mean, that's, that's pretty nice. Yeah. And I never had to do surgery. Now, I mean, it did. I did do some PT with Rex, mm-hmm. um, but which some people would which say was great, like surgery. <laughs> yeah, it shit hurts. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's full strength, like fully back. Yeah. I'm stronger than it's stronger than ever. Yeah. So, how's your golf game looking these days? Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, it's pretty good. Not bad. But heard there's a tournament you're playing in this week. Uh yeah, up in LA, yeah, Little Masters. Yeah, they call it the <laughs> the open, the U.S. Open. Actually, oh my bad, U.S. Open. My bad, my bad. I'm, I'm just taking a a break after my round. Okay, so. okay, okay. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was it was cool to heal like that, and cool to it's just cool like the alternatives because yeah. it, it was funny like right before I was doing it, I went to one of my buddies like a party at his house kind of thing like out afternoon family party. Mm-hmm. And his brother-in-law said there was no way it would work. Yeah, he did all the research, and he was like, "I'm you're just wasting your time and money. Yeah. No way it would work." And he was like, he was a medical doctor, and I don't know exactly what he did, but he he point blank said, "There's no way it's gonna work," and it totally, I mean, it totally works. So yeah. The you're right, the politics and stuff that goes into all of that stuff. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Like the first time I ever um, popped my hip flexor, um, I had done it before, like high school. Didn't know what it was, but in the NBA, and it's crazy. Like they were so against PRPs and stuff like that. Like, like I guess advanced medical stuff. That was you know 2015, so we're not too far away. And it's crazy that these days, like you have a grade two PRP, they're giving you they get grade two soft tissue injury, not PRP. Grade two soft in- tissue injury, most likely at the end of your recovery, they're gonna give you a PRP or a PRP to start it anyway. And what's PRP? Play enrichment plasma. Is that when so, they take your blood? Yes. And they spin, spin it? it? Yeah. Okay. Um, I had turf toe when I was a kid. Tried it. Didn't have great success. But I wonder. Yeah. It, the doctors keep saying that. Every time I, I've got one, I probably got like two in my whole life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always, it's worked out for me. Like, the rest of that story is, is I think it happened before All-Star. And then after All-Star, I was playing in, people were like, oh, how? I was like, well, I just tried this PRP, like, mm-hmm. during the break. You know what I'm saying? And, and it worked. Um, and I went from, like, limping and like not be able to get in the car with my right leg and to you're like Mike yeah basically <laughs> um to sprinting oh spitting spitting and sprinting to sprinting in like 2 days 3 days wow like and then after that like you know by the time I got back to camp I was totally fine they're like what happened I'm like ah oh, just you know stretched rested 
<laughs> like I feel good now. Like, Did that injury ever come back? No, nah, it 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 happened. It happened. Um, let me knock on wood or something. Um, it happened a couple times in a row, but after the last one, um, I got it on a better PT schedule, okay. and that's more what it was than anything. Um, so that's the crazy thing about PT is like it could be something completely different from your hip. Yeah, that's causing it. Yes. it could be like your hamstring or yes. you know your quad or. I actually got a weird, which I'll admit publicly. I got a weird. Um, I got a butt strain. <laughs> How do you get one of those? So I had I have SI joint dysfunction, which is like two joints in your back. Your SI joints they kind of go off at times, get locked up, and when they get locked up, trust me, um, trust me, this is like the. Is it normal to have two joints? I don't. I don't know. I don't. Oh yes, it is. Okay. It is. You have two joints in the middle. Th- in the middle thing. I, I'm, now I, now you can see how much I I don't know about your my, my own body, but um, when those get locked up, it it breeds out soft tissue injuries. It just it just you just don't know where. It could be your adductor. It could be your growing. It could be your hip flexor. It could be anything. Um, so that's the reason you know if you have stuff like that going on, you have a you have to have a different schedule of of, of PT and a certain type of PT. To make sure you're at like optimal um, flexibility, optimal range of motion, um, and everything before you go out and play. And every time, um, it, it's going to change. It usually changes when I, even through sleep. Sometimes your your ranges change. So once I got that, that this therapist with this group, Athletes Health First, um, I guess it just it was the first time in my life that I was. I had optimal range of motion in my body. Like at some point in time in my life, like I wasn't extending my leg the whole way or one leg was longer than the other Mm. or my hips were tilted or something like that. And eventually time over time, over time, over time, you're going to get, you're going to get hurt. Uh, A lot of guys these days, a lot of guys, I would say a majority, like majority, more than, more than, more than more people, more than the stat we had about people who love the game or not. Majority of people in the NBA do not have the correct therapy for physical therapy for themselves. They don't take care of themselves outside of what the team gives them during the year or the team gives them during the season, um, which is something that I know the next generation is going to kill it. That's going to be their thing health. Um, health and TikTok is going to be their thing um, for sure. I, I, I really believe that because it's, it's like marginal changes can have huge gains. Um, but it's hard to convince somebody to spend the money and the time doing it. But if you think about the investment you make in your body as an athlete, it's probably more no, of a no better investment. It's probably more of a time thing. I don't believe so. You think people don't want to spend the money? I think we have the same skill. Yes. 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 I mean, how much money really is it? That's my that's my that's that's my point. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm. Please don't say I'm not trying to count no one's pockets. I'm not saying they have the money or they don't. I'm just saying if you're gonna pay, spend a thousand dollars at dinner, or a hundred thousand dollars on a watch, or two thousand at a club, or three hundred or four hundred on some nice shoes, or anything, and you haven't put like, if I buy a car, I have insurance. I'm alive. I have health insurance, right? Why not get some? Why not get insurance on your career as well? Mm-hmm. Out of your own pocket, like you know, F the team is, 
the team is about the team. If it if the if the person's employed by your employer, they're about their bottom line. I'm saying you as an athlete, why don't you have your own bottom line? Why don't you have your own insurance on your career, your health? I'm talking about 12 months a year. 12 months a year, you should have that type of stuff. I think every athlete should. NFL, UFC, basketball, it's too valuable and you only have so much time in your body. And every sport is different. Football, you have a, a shorter lifespan. UFC, you have, a at this point, a longer lifespan. Basketball, you have a longer lifespan. Baseball is different, right? But if you're a high-impact, high-intensity athlete, you have to have a PT 12 months a year, I believe. At least 11. Especially while you're training and while you're working, you should have one. At least nine. Let's have, I'll go nine. Nine and 12 is my two numbers. It just makes sense. What percent of athletes do you think are 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 doing it a lot, like doing it the 12 months a year versus not? That's going to be a hard one for me because I also think um, some people don't even know the questions to ask. Don't even know what I'm what what do I need to do, who to be around, this that and the third, right? And we know a guy we have in common is Rex, right? He's 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 effing amazing, right? There's only one Rex. He can teach somebody something as much as they want, but his experience and his knowledge is what helps him the most in diddling with situations. He'll work with you. He'll work with me. We're, we're two different athletes, two different people. So. It's not a, sometimes it's, it's, when I say you don't know the questions to ask, they'll work with somebody, right? It's almost like therapy as well. It's physical therapy. You'll work with somebody. You'll, you'll be like, oh, this is going to help me get better. You'll spend three hours, three hours each day, seven day, five or six days a week, and then you still have injuries. And you'll be like, okay, then why did I ever do this type of stuff? Why am I paying this money? What? You're right. You, it takes time. Like, you have to learn those things. People have to learn, you have to learn your body. I have to learn my body. And I'm not saying like, I'm the best in the world at it, but I know from watching guys like Blake Griffin, watching guys like Bron, watching guys like Reggie Jackson go through their process. Shout out NBA champion Reggie Jackson, by the way. Um, <laughs> I saw you post that. Yeah, that's my guy. That's my big brother. Um, them go through their process of, take, of taking care of their bodies is different. You see it differently. Like, I feel differently about it. I almost feel like I'm not, you know, doing my job if I'm not embracing that side of, like, making sure I'm, I'm healthy enough and optimally there enough to be like my best self daily at practice and in the games. Mm -hmm. So, and, and the amazing thing is you see athletes fizzle out like great, great guys at 25 years old yeah. out of the league 27. I just saw a tweet. I don't want to say it's Phil Beckner or somebody else. It's another, it's another trainer that I, I watch his stuff. Never met him in my life. But love his energy, his videos, and everything else. So hopefully I can, I don't know, I'm sorry for butchering it and stealing your shit. But he said, you're only as good as your conditioning. And I was like, bam, like, for sure. Because if you can't run, jump, like you're not optimally well, you cannot play basketball at a high level well. It takes me, for me, it takes me so much time to prepare to, I'm a defender. It means most of my job is me being healthy and being strong and being fast and all those things. And I have to get my body ready to do October to June, high level every day, every night, practice or whatever. 
right? Especially my position. You can't play with stuff. You can't, I can't get out of, I can't have these big times where I'm getting up in weight and down in weight and running a lot and not running a lot. It's almost like a general lifestyle that I feel like I've had to live when I feel like I've gotten more serious about my own career. So when I see guys 25, 27 out, and I'll see guys like, you know, fizzle out when they get older age, I don't know exactly what it is. I haven't been around long enough and I'm still focused on mine. But I do think some of these situations are very um, telling. We used an analogy with Zion last or last week or two weeks ago about what Shaq and Barkley have said about one their career. But if you look at their their the level of of impact in the games, how it kind of changed, um, not the stats wise, watching the games, how Shaq was playing with the Lakers and how he played with the Heat. I am not taking a shot at Shaq by no by no stretch, but like he was so much lighter on his feet. Like it, I don't, I'm not sure if he was up in weight or down in weight. Like I, I can't really tell, and I don't have, I don't know it. But if you see a guy like you know, which I think Kobe was a maniac, but even like I don't think people understand how heavy LeBron James is. He's huge, man. <laughs> like he's huge, man. How much do you think he weighs? I don't want to even put a number out there. Because I don't think he wants a number out there. But let's say whatever. I think it's 265, they say. I don't think he's 265. I'm like 240. I'm 6'7", 6'6", 240. He's 6'9". I might play a little lighter. I might play – I might. no, I never really get heavier than 240, 242, whatever it may be. But that's like – I'm really like 235. So I know when a person's 20 pounds heavier than me. Like I, you know, I, I know, and I don't feel like me and him are the same size whatsoever. He feels like, he feels like he's not 265. And the only reason I say that, right, is because if you watch the trajectory of his career and his body, it's pretty much stayed the same. It's, it's always going to look the same, but if you see, he's almost got even slighter as he's got older. He, he was light when he got in, was training it one way through his career, was kind of heavy in Miami, right? Toward the end, got, you know, that's when he became a grown man. And toward the back of his career, even like our massage therapist, Jerry, she was saying like, oh, he's skinny. It's like, he's taking care of himself, right? And uh, only, only if you are into your body enough will you even see, have the questions to ask. Because if you're not into your body enough, you don't have the, the, the long enough uh, tenure of finding out those things, running the laps, doing different things, doing different training um, to test your body, to know like, oh, do I need this or do I need that? Like, it's literally, it's, 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 it's trial by error at some capacity of this as well, in my opinion. Um, so. It's funny that a guy like that doesn't want their weight out there. Why would you think? So let's talk about that. What's the. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. <laughs> AI never had his weight out there. Yeah. I mean, but that's on the other on the other end. So why don't they want their weight out there? Is it is it showing like how much of an advantage he has to his opponent? I don't know. Cause if they knew I don't think it's an advantage. If they if they said he was three hundred pounds in Miami <laughs> which he he was he could have been. Man. 
running that fast across the court. Woo! Man, like to be the fastest guy on the court and be that big. The fastest, the strongest, like jumps the highest. What do you think? How much do you think he weighed? You're LeBron, you're you're the LeBron fanatic in the house. He was 300 pounds. Thank you. I believe that. I believe him and Zion have weighed the same size at some point in time. He was he was for sure 300 pounds. I think they made the clause in Zion's contract off of LeBron. What was the clause? Awake his weight clause. What and what does that say? You know who the GM it wasn't in Miami, I'm talking about you know the GM of LeBron's team. I think David Griffin was over there to start it, right? Yeah. He was uh he was over there Cavs. Yeah. He, he was, was there, there with LeBron at some capacity at some yep. point in time, right? I think he I think he knows what LeBron weighs and I think he kind of sees like Well at six six, six five, you're not Shaq, Joel Embiid, Jokic, who, if they got to the 320s or 310s, that really doesn't really mean anything. Wait, they're not how really... tall is Zion? He's shorter than me, bro. What? Oh, bro, he's noticeably shorter than me. That's, that's, what I be, that's what I be saying. Like, people don't have, they've never seen the guy, right? You've, like, I, bro. <laughs> oh, I thought. Yes, bro. Yes, yes, bro. So you're 6'6". Six, six. Like, I'm 6'6". Six, six. Per se, right? I'm six seven with you. Let's say let's let's use bat, let's use NBA. Height. Did you get the official measurement? Thing? Yeah, I know what I know how tall I am without shoes without shoes on or anything. Like you're I'm, actually six six. I'm a, I'm not, right not under an exaggeration. I'm six five and three fourths with no shoes on, with shoes on or six six whatever measures between six six and six six five and three fourths, right? With shoes on, I'm six seven supposedly. If not, right under. This changes everything. <laughs> I thought Zion was six seven. He, no I, he, I, 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 I. That's a funny thing. We've been, he's been. I've hardly played against him. Maybe one time. Um, he's noticeably shorter than me, though. Like, wow. No, like you can see us walking in the hallway, but oh, that guy's shorter than him. So LeBron being three hundred pounds at six nine versus Zion being three hundred at six five ish. Yeah, that's. I mean, because they have the same body. Like, I in feel a like way. Zion's legs just. I ain't trying to be like that because I'm not definitely not checking no man out, but. I'd be checking out those legs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I not, think... what all I'll say is this I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just talking out of my ass on this one. And I know Zion seems like this guy who's massive. LeBron's massive, champ. Mm-hmm. Like, He's just as big. He's just as big. Like, I, I see every time I come on here, it's like LeBron, LeBron. But like, <laughs> nah, man, I don't. I, I, I feel like you know, LeBron has just mastered that capacity of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, One well, to stay healthy at that size, yeah, and then to bring his weight down to keep you know the longevity. But I feel like you have a a higher chance to stay healthy at with that type of density in your body mm. than someone that's a little has a frail a more frail um frame. But wasn't he having back issues? Isn't that kind of why he brought his weight back down? So be it, right? So you're saying it's possibly brought his weight down to help his back, but maybe yes, and now. that's a bone back thing or like whatever. But I do think 
Like you just have stronger tendons. You're just made of thicker things. So I think you have you have a I just my my opinion, my six months of Arizona opinion. It's just weird to six <laughs> months of Arizona. Like, don't mind me. I'm just giving my opinion. <laughs> it's uh it's amazing because I mean he wouldn't even step on people's feet earlier in his career. And now it's like every other game, how like how do you go from never stepping on guy's foot to twist your ankle? And now it's like happening all the time. What 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 changed? I, 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 I feel like he's doing a lot of uh a lot of hard work. Like I think what has changed is is he it, I got the best Ferrari ever. Well, I don't even know what that one is. Can't afford it. But I've been driving it for 20 years. I mean, I know I had it in the shed. I didn't have to use it that much. I, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. But, like, I'm on year 20 with this joint. Like, eventually I got 100,000 miles on it. No matter what, I'm going to need it. No matter what, something's going to happen. I might be able to get it fixed. It's going to still run. It's still It's going to still look pretty. But at the end of the day, the engine can only go so long. You know what I'm saying? So he's he's fine with with Father Tom now, but in my opinion, from playing with him, I'm not saying he should cut games or anything. I'm saying like the workload that he has or that he's assumed um, over over what I've seen, he it's just a lot of heavy workload. It's a heavy, heavy workload. Like I was watching the other day um, the finals. Uh, one or two games of the one or two games of the finals with the Spurs, and his workload was crazy. He was like every possession, every possession, right? And I think at some spots in this in this year, because of necessity to win in situations, he's had to have that same type of workload. But now, being able to play through an injury at some point in time, he did. Now, he cannot play through those injuries. If it's because he's actually can't play, or if it's be because he's trying to, de- you know, deter another h- harsher injury from happening, um, he can't do it. Which is like it's gonna happen. But I don't think he's different. I don't think he's gotten worse. Um, I just think it's been a lot of time, and just like an old classic car, eventually the engine is, is, is gonna stop working. So it was interesting because another guy that every, everybody knows as to put in the work was Kobe. Yeah. But Kobe really started falling apart at the end. His body. He's Kobe's also like two fifteen. Like Kobe had to build muscle. Mm-hmm. He was like a little skinnier. He was skinny. He was always really skinny. Like so. That's Kobe was I, only two fifteen. I always thought of Kobe as more of like a two thirty. Nah, man. He's just strong, strong motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like can play, you know. I mean, two fifteen for a two guard, six six two fifteen for a two guard is he's probably the biggest two guard in the league outside of Joe Joe Johnson at the time. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Um, so Kobe also again a lot of workload toward the end. I mean, the time he he tore his Achilles, what did he say to his coach? Don't take me out. 
I'm I'm playing every minute until we get back into the playoffs. Why? Because his team was losing during the season. So he plays a crazy workload, like 40, what, 40 minutes a night down there. He kept playing after he tore his Achilles? No. He shot some free throws, but I'm saying right. the, the context to him tearing his Achilles mm. is that the team was losing. They weren't going to make the playoffs. So he said, fuck it. We ain't not making the playoffs. So don't take me out the fucking game, basically. What do you, what, this is a story that I hear. What do you think it was like being his teammate? I mean, depends who you are as a person. I think it was, like, obviously a lot of pressure. But the only pressure you get is because you you have a chance to win a championship every year. You have Kobe on your team. Um, and he obviously was probably, like, very hard on his teammates. But... Do you think it was hard in a positive way? or do you I don't think know. It was... I'm, I'm obviously the type of guy, like, you know, I like playing with great players. So I might be the wrong person to ask. But... I believe in a competitive setting like like you know basketball like NBA facility is. If we're not here getting better, then we're not here. I'm not here to be everybody's friends. I don't really kind of know all y'all. Like, mm-hmm. we're gonna have a good time. We're we're gonna be friendly. We're gonna hopefully I take some relationships here that I can continue on in my life and make friendships and shit like that. So it's always good vibes. But at some point in time, when it's time to play, and it's time to make some corrections, and someone does wrong. There has to be a leader in the room that, yo, come on, let's go, right? And the way you lead here is the way you lead here. Is That's your prerogative. But if you don't like Kobe, you just didn't like winning, in my opinion. And winning is sacrifice. I ain't never won nothing other than some stuff before the NBA. But I do know it takes sacrifices. I have lost a bunch in the NBA, and I know what that looks like. <laughs> So you'd be willing for a teammate to be quite harsh on you yeah. if, it, if it meant you guys were winning? Yeah. I mean, there's a difference between harsh and harsh and disrespectful. There's a difference, mm-hmm. right? And there's also a difference in, in something that is, like, personal than something else. So, like, if we're on the basketball court and I'm getting – at any point in time I'm in the facility – Anytime, any point in time I'm playing basketball, I got smacked in the face twice this week playing overrun. Poked in the eye, I was hot. If I got poked in the eye on the street, I, I would take it personal. We're in the basketball gym. Like, your teammate is trying to help you get better at basketball. Yes, we cannot talk all the time like we're at dinner or, you know, at Delilah having a great time. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes it'll come off crazy because he's tired, you're tired, this, that, and the third. But I've been blessed to play with a, a bunch of, you know, great organizations and great teams. I've never had to worry about someone. I guess that line is very clear if someone has, you know, is personal or is competitive. And I like to think you should – you'll know when it's personal. You should always take everything as competitive in the, in the facility. Do you think the NBA has gotten too friendly? Because – 10, 20, 30 years ago, it seems like yeah. people didn't like each other. I also thought that was some and it bullsh- was- I thought I thought that was some bullshit. Um people say that all the time, like eighties, nineties, modern era of basketball and shit like that. Like first and foremost, everybody who I'm friendly with, I'm actually friends with. I've seen these guys. Like 
I've seen these guys. I play with these guys. You know, a lot of the guys that are like, you know, who they are or whatever they may be, like our parents are friends or whatever. So to walk into NBA gym and, and see D'Angelo Russell and be like, we're playing against him tonight. So it's like, I do that anyway. But like, I know him. I've known him my whole life. Like, known him literally, like since like we were in junior high. So that's real, right? So in my opinion, if, 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 if now I'm not sure what the camps were like back then. I'm not sure what they was doing back then, right? But eventually after you play against, you know, Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas, they have a beef to this day. I think that's petty. And I think they can make more money together. Like, why won't you do something? Like, they're just, they, they have, they've taken a basketball thing and made it personal. <laughs> like, they've taken something that was strictly competitive and made it personal because they let it get that way because of something that happened on the court that has now gone into real life. And now, some odds year later, Isaiah Thomas wants an apology for some odd thing <laughs> the other day. And I love IT. Like, IT is like one of my favorite players. But I think, like, some of these things, like, if you listen to his – and I don't want to get into it, everything, right? But if you listen to – if you listen to why he's mad and why Mike never says anything, he's actually right, right? But, like, IT knows Magic. Magic knows Mike. They all know each other. They all could have been gambling together. They all could have had drinks together. They all could have went to dinner together. I'm sure they all did. Like, I'm sure they did at some point in time. So don't think that these guys never once ever liked each other or didn't. Res I, de I definitely think they respect each other, right? But I think that's stupid. I think it's stupid. I think, you know, a modern version of what that would look like is almost like Draymond and LeBron. And we don't even think about it like that, right? But Draymond's done more disrespectful stuff publicly to Braun than I Mike or Isaiah has done to each other. Right, so I'm not sure. Maybe it cuts more deep um, with them, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, yes, I'm mad, and yeah, it may take me a year to get over it. But as long as it's basketball, it's not personal. I can always have a man-to-man -man conversation with you and be like, "Hey, man, that's how I feel about that." X, Y, and Z. X, Y, and Z. X, Y, and Z. Right? I guess it's like a modern-day example would be Jordan Poole and Draymond. I like that example. I still don't understand the situation though. Yeah, I mean, from the fan perspective, you really only saw Draymond punching him in the face. And that's why I okay, 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 okay. Can that be... Okay. Like, is that... Can that be settled? We got to know more. We got to know more. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like you see a clip on Twitter yeah. of anything. You know, anything you just got a guy like, getting off on somebody, Yeah, which happens, by the way, mm -hmm. right? And usually when that happens, someone says something disrespectful to you or someone did something disrespectful to you that was viewed as disrespect, that wasn't basketball, that you just get off on somebody. It's just kind of, I feel like in sports, that stuff flies so much more because like if, if I was in an office and I was having beef with one of my coworkers. I can't just go punch him in the face. Yeah, but I, like, I, like, like, I, like I, how I would say is if I was in an office with somebody and I had beef with one of my coworkers, I never would. But if, if some line is crossed and he wants to and he wants to act, you know, it's disrespectful. 
and I don't want to get into those things because I think there's only a couple of things that would make me feel that way at a workplace, right? Um, but there is a few things, and that's my point, is there is something that would make you punch some or me punch somebody anywhere in the White House. Yeah, there is. Like, you can, like, I'm not saying, like, oh, my God, you know, don't egg me on, but, it, like, all I'm saying is Draymond is very cognizant. Like, he knows what the hell is going on. So if he does that, it's either a really, really bad decision or something was said really, really bad as well. And that's, not, that's what I think people don't think about when they think about that situation. And now when I say, in my opinion, how we're talking about it, it's more of a media thing than an actual thing, right? Because getting punched in the face is just like, it's a blurp in your, like, I've got punched. It happens, right? It's like, it happens quickly and it's over, right? But then now you have to talk about, like, you have to build the respect line back, mm -hmm. which not, then building that respect line back, you have to talk about how do we cross it to begin with? And that, that, that's where the conversation is. Like, they want a title together. And to your question, sorry, I'm, I know I'm going all over the place. To your question, though, that's more, I think that Draymond and Jordan have more than Mike and Isaiah have. Actually, I don't think Mike and Isaiah have ever touched each other, have ever disrespected each other, have ever disrespected their, somebody else's family or something like that. I don't think they've ever done anything like that. I think it's about shaking a hand or not, doing this or not, like, like gestures. Like, I get mad about gestures like uh, whether you should lay it in at the end of the game or, or walk the ball out. That's not my job to decide that. It's your job to get back on defense and help me decide that. But, like, Zion had a play this year where he did a 360 windmill at the end of the game on the Suns. He was like, oh, my God, that's terrible. If I was Zion I could do that, I'd do it every time. <laughs> so, so I swear to God. I swear to God. I know some at, at some point – I don't want to use God's name in vain like that, but – at some point in time in my career, I know somebody's gonna do something to me because I'm I play the whole game till zero zero zero. Only if you're back on defense or somebody says something to me to chill, then I'm not gonna try to score or defend or steal. Right? It's funny. Why why do people see that as so disrespectful? I don't know. Like, I never understood that because I, I I've never understood that. Like people get pissed. They get pissed. Like, oh my god, you shouldn't. Like, get back on defense and I wouldn't like, be able to do this. They act like they said something about their mom. Like, oh my, uh, how could who, you? Who, who did that? <laughs> somebody, uh, I saw a, a clip the other day and somebody was like, really? Uh, oh, it was my boy Malik. And Rudy did that at the end of the game. And I guess like, you know, if I'm, I'm, I'm hypocritical in this way, I probably would be like, hey, bro, chill. <laughs> like... <laughs> But, like, maybe I wouldn't, right? Because at the end of the day, like, hindsight 2020, I'm the guy that's going to get back and make sure you can't lob it to yourself. And if you do try to do shit he did, I'm going to rake the hell out of him, right? So it's like, fine. You want to shoot a layup? I'll just rake you. But, like, you can't be mad at Rudy for putting it in when there's nobody around him defending him whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And now he's a guy that caught the ball. That's like, oh, my God. Like, I could score this and then three, two. All right, let me just drop. No, go ahead and lay it in. Well, it's like... Play deep. 
keep playing play defense, defense if yeah, you don't want to score. Like it's the NBA. Keep playing. Play yeah. all the minutes. Mm-hmm. All the seconds. Because you'll see guys dribble it out real early. Yeah, guys do that. Guys, I mean, yeah, teams teams will blow blow a possession before the, the horn. It'll be 36 seconds left, and they'll hold the ball the whole 24 and give you the ball back with 12. Mm-hmm. Take the turnover. Yeah. I just think it's such an absurd thing to get upset about. Like, oh, oh they scored. Oh, okay. It's over. You, you so lost I, or you won. A, there, it didn't I, affect I think the result. You can blame from 2000 to 2010 for that, or 90, 95 to 2010 for that era of disrespect. I feel like uh, the next generation, um, that will be a thing where people will, one, have highlights at the end of the games, and then secondly, people will get back and stop them from doing that as well. But I actually saw, I thought it was very classy what KCP did. Um, shout out KCP, another champion. Um, at the end of the game, he got the, obviously got the steal before that, but got this, I think, a rebound again. And instead of going to score it, he uh, dribbled out to the corner, held it, and then threw the ball up in a championship game. I thought that was very respectful. I thought that was classy. Yeah, you know. But- I might have went and tried it, though. <laughs> I might have, I might, I might have got the steal and looked around. Like, where AG at? Like, hey, come on, AG, let's go. Let's look, let's give, Allie-oop. let's give him one more show. Um, I remember I got a steal. Uh, end of our funny in Denver, end of our season last year, and Mac Mac McClung, he did some crazy dunk. Oh man, he like some crazy. crazy double pump dunk at the end of the game. Like, you know, we were happy. Because uh, it's what you know. We were saying, well, we won the last one, so technically, we didn't really lose. But um, yeah, it was fun, shits and gigs. But so, let's talk about NBA Finals. Yeah, are the Nuggets a dynasty? They got to do some work to do. They got some work to do. They got some work to do. They're not surprising nobody no more. I'll tell you that. So, they will be favored. Like, like you know. All that stuff is, all that stuff has to happen. They have to do their job, and they did the first part of it. And then going forward, just continue, keep continuing to do your job, and then all everything will will fall out where it's supposed to fall. Um, this shit's kind of a crapshoot, a little bit, right? It takes a little bit of luck, a, a lot of skill, a lot of talent, a lot of preparation. Um, so you never know, but I don't think the best team always wins a championship every year, anyway. Um, so why couldn't they do it? And, um, yeah, good luck to them. Do you think they were the best team this year? Yeah, actually, I'm going to say that because I don't, I think the best team wins and I, they won. So I don't give a fuck about what crapshoot they had. I don't give a fuck about none of that. Like they won the games. They got 16 wins. Who do you think was actually the second best team? Was not the Heat. You know, this recency bias shit gets me going now. So, I'm going to say Bucks, bro. I'm going to say Bucks. And I don't want to get disrespectful to nobody because I respect everybody, especially a lot of guys who won that championship and a lot of guys who got bounced in the East, too. So, I know I'm playing both sides here, but I'm gonna say the Bucks are are, in my opinion, the second best team. Healthy, healthy. No, no, no. Chris Middleton. A lot of the, you know, a lot of the season. And I think majority of the playoffs, if if at all. Um, 
And I think I think, I think the Heat gets to get counted out because the optics. They're not the biggest. They're not the most athletic. They're not this, that, and the third. But it is so hard to win series. Like, it is so hard. So they did something very special, and it's almost like <laughs> we're not giving them anything for that. Like, oh, they're not the best. It couldn't be the best. Like, what if they were? <laughs> like, what, what What if that's true? Like, the team I said who's second best, they got their asses out of there. Five or four one. So it's like they had the other, the next best team, I would think, they had them down 3 0. 3 0. It never was a series, really. They beat them game seven at their crib yeah. with all the money on the line. Like, They'll say, oh, Jason, T- I mean, that's why you don't go seven games, right? Like, at some point in time, we can't just read a paper and, like, these are the best teams. This is my this is my statement. I'm sticking with it. Like, no, this is why we play the games. It's why we do what we do. It's like, I'm going to give them credit. So let me recant on that. Second best team was in Miami Heat. I think it went exactly how it's supposed to go. And I thought the third, like, as you get into, if you keep breaking it down, I thought it went exactly how it's supposed to go. I thought the Lakers were effing awesome um, all year. And I thought they were better than four one, but also, you know, I when they I was, they what, got swept four zero. Oh shit, they, they did get swept four zero. I see. I thought it was four one. It was a. It was one of the best. This is gonna sound so lame. One of the best. Sound sweep. like a LeBron fan. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the best sweep performances I've ever seen. Nah, you're just happy LeBron had that twenty seven in the first half of the last game. That was cool. Yeah, recency bias. It was cool to, you know, he was not, even against the Warriors, like he was not at a level that we normally see him at. One thing I think we should do, and I think it's going to come, and I'm mad that it won't happen probably till long after I'm done playing, but it should be the best teams. Fuck the conferences. Because the it's like, I want to see Heat Lakers. Mm-hmm. I want to see Nuggets Bucks. Like I want to see though. I want to see it fucked up a little more, because like sometimes like these matchups were too advantageous. Like it's almost like I don't want to get into conspiracy shit, but <laughs> it's almost like the Warriors kind of looked at that sixth spot. Like all right, I we we can maybe go up, we can maybe go lower, but now nah, we got to get the six. The sixth spot is where we want to be. They wanted like, the sixth spot, which is some bullshit. Yeah. Like one through sixteen, this is this is what the teams are. One plays sixteen, you know, blase blase. Two fifteen, blase blase. I def- think that would save a lot of bullshit, right? Even though with even 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 though you need the proximity with you know Eastern Conference, Western Conference, you know, we still have making an in season. And also, why reason I feel that way is because of our in season tournament that we're having. Is that the conference championship is one thing. Now we have a tournament championship. That's one thing. But now for this one, the the big joint, this is going to be r- by the book. Best be- best plays the best, you know, X, Y, and Z. I think the in-season tournament's ridiculous. I think it's going to be awesome. I mean, it's Come like, on, bro. what is that going to count Come for? Come on, bro. What I don't is, care. What, what is that going to be? Honestly, if you put a fucking piece of paper on the ground in most NBA facilities that I've been in, it wouldn't fucking matter. Motherfuckers play for play hard for a defensive player of the year chain, defensive player of the game chain, and they have to give back seconds later. Like, we love it. I, I mean, I love it. And certain guys want to play, don't play. Fine. 
Don't play. Fine. I I just I don't I don't know professional basketball players that just oh well uh, this game the this is tournament is I'm too good for that. Like if you if that's how you feel, then go ahead, bro. But that whatever money they're putting up for, whatever situation it is, I love competing. And there's a lot of guys in the NBA that love competing. And they'll win. There's I guarantee you there'll be guys, I want to win the tournament. I want to win the fucking I want to win the tournament. Where else is there? The All-Star game MVP. I there's guys that they get driven by those little act those little things. There's guys that do that. So, and definitely teams that do that as well. So I think the tournament's gonna be fucking awesome. I think it'll be some bullshit to start. Like who wins it? X, Y, and Z. Well, it's like, what do they get? I think it's like five hundred a player. Oh, you get it's a money thing. Yeah. Was what we doing? Go out. <laughs> no, I mean they should give the MVP a car or something. That'd be cool. Yeah. What kind of car? Kia. Kia, come on! Kia ain't looking too bad these days. Hey, I, I see I a saw few of those. Record the other day, so it was fine. I see a few of those rolling around. Like, yeah, those aren't that bad. Yeah, play for that. I don't know. I, I could just, I predict it's not going to be as competitive, and it's and there's going to be certain players that just don't care and check out. You know, I'll tell I'll you this. I bet you the opposite. I, I, I have a prediction. I but have not. A prediction. Okay, go ahead. Everybody kind of said this. Well, not everybody kind of said this. Remember a couple years ago when LeBron was the, the captain and I was like only the fourth quarter mattered mm-hmm. and he was trying mm-hmm. and you saw everybody mm-hmm. else trying. Mm-hmm. So if LeBron really cared about it, yeah, I think you'd see people follow. We're not going to talk about LeBron because he has a billion dollars. So He doesn't need a Kia. <laughs> you don't need a Kia. He has a Hummer. <laughs> so we can't talk about him, man. He's but only he's only one of him. Let's really, talk about everybody else, okay? It's really gonna take the the top guys. Yeah, it, I think it'll be fun. I mean, if it's not the top guys, right? I think it'll be ter- perfectly fun. Is it? It's the following season, not this season. Hopefully, it's this season. Oh, I think it's this season though. They just this, just did the CBA. It's kind of new shits in motion. Okay. So I think new shit should start happening now. Mm. Um, I have to double check though. I they might have done it in the G League. If they've done it in the G League already, then it's definitely happening this year. Which I actually they have because when I was in the G League, they did it. Mm. It was a tournament in Vegas. We got they already did it for years now. Mm. Um, yeah, they're doing it next season, I believe. Okay. I mean, well, uh, my prediction it's it's lame. Okay. But I hope I, I hope if you're playing, I hope you win. Oh, for if I'm that's that's a thing, right? It's like I'm so like, yes, I'm playing for sure. Why not? For sure, if you for sure, and I'm sure they'll get creative. Like, well, is it going to be top four teams? Top? Yeah, that's a, that's, I think it it, I think it'll be like division champion. Whoever is the best in the division, they'll slate the games. Which that's another question because now the scheduling gets effed up. Yeah. Because if you do it midway through season, and you do divisionally, Pacific Division, X, Y, and Z, then you have to front load your season with division opponents to make mm-hmm. sure you get enough games. And then the back load of your season basically puts everyone doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Which I don't think you want that. I think it should just be by record, which will 
hang on to the conspiracy shit, but <laughs> right? If you want to have, you know, but they can. Fuck LeBron with that. will be in it. I like to think, right? They right, will. Make, they will yeah, find. I don't a way have any conspiracy it. stuff about the NBA like that. I, I truly think it's competitive, but you definitely can slate a schedule to give a person a better schedule or not. Mm-hmm. Um, they say it's random. I believe that as well. Um, I truly believe that. Only thing you, only thing that you can't get is like you know the the marquee games, which if you have an algorithm, and this game has to be at home. But I guess you have to put the algorithm correctly. So they always like the year I was in Toronto, no matter who they played on Christmas on Christmas Day, it had to be in Toronto. And it had to be on Christmas Day. So you put your schedules through an algorithm. Hmm. They make thirty schedules. Throw in Chad GPT or something. Yeah. That's what I mean, that's what I heard they do. Is they randomize it like thirty times and then they randomly pick one out of the thirty and that's the schedule for the season. Hmm. Yeah, if it wasn't like that, then People actually think, come on, bro. If it wasn't like that, or some type of, you know, we'll see the lottery system, you know what I'm saying, with the with the lottery ball, then we we would there would we would definitely think it's it's made up shit going on. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think we think there's made up shit. Yeah, and there's not, bro. Like I don't know about, you know, every everybody everybody else. So I'm I'm always like, you know, trying to figure out what the league's angle is. The well, league if the, if this shit this year was rigged, they could not have come up with a more boring finals. Thank you. Like they it would have been Lakers. Celtics. And by the way, I was very entertained. The, the, the I was ba- fine. The basketball itself was very high quality. Okay. But it, it, the outside stories weren't as entertaining. There wasn't really a villain. It seemed like Jimmy was a villain. Think so. I think so. I think he got kind of shit on by people. I mean, he played freaking great before the finals. Yeah, I I didn't think he played that great in the finals. Like, looks like he was hurt he, to me. Think so? Yeah. I mean, real. I ain't gonna lie to you. Looks like he was hurt to me. Mm. No lie. He did a move. The one he threw. The one he threw to KCP at the end. Every against the Knicks. Maybe it's Aaron Gordon. You know, maybe it's Aaron Gordon against the Knicks. Against the Bucks. He, I'm not gonna. I don't want to put it up. Well, that's a move. That's a that's a skill thing he does, right? And when he got to his two feet, he didn't even turn look at the rim. But I don't think people understand. You get that deep in the paint, there's no shot too hard. All I gotta do is not get blocked, right? So all I'm doing at this point, if I get that deep and I have him you know, kind of like right here, and I turn around, I'm turning around to shoot. Like, I'm strong enough to get the ball there. Even if he puts his hand right in my face, I can arc it over my head and get it up and over. He turned around to pass. That's weird. Not the guy who scored 56. Yeah, it doesn't fit Turns him. around to pass. Mm-hmm. At the end of the, like, when he just scored X, Y, and Z in a row, he's hurt. Not saying, I mean. I thought you were a conspiracy guy. I'm not. I'm not conspiracy in that. I think he's actually hurt, right? But yeah. as a as a Jimmy's probably my favorite player in the league. As a respectful man, and who's down to the business, he didn't make one excuse, and we'll probably never know. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I thought that was really fucking cool because everybody's hurt one, but two. I don't think he's like little bitty hurt. Mm-hmm. 
It looked like he's hurt. Yeah. Like he didn't come out injured. with the, the wrist. Uh, yeah, or in a wheelchair. The wrist uh, in a wheelchair cast or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like Brown, I guess. Yeah. Some guys come out in wheelchairs and stuff. Some guys come out in casts, like you know. So as a LeBron fan, that was probably my least favorite moment of his career. I didn't really give a hell. I just thought, like, first of all, is that an excuse? First of all, he he played phenomenal. Thank that, you. That playoff run there was no no one player that's ever played in the nba that could have done better he didn't need to come out with the cast is he actually hurt well i mean maybe he actually broke his hand did he actually break his hand i don't know is his hand actually hurt i do you believe that yes so if he comes out in the cast after they're done playing they're not playing another game he just played three games. So fucking be it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, who cares? Like, I, I, oh my God, he's making excuses. He came up with a cast on. I'm like, I think you should be more happy that he didn't do this after the games before he actually had a game to play. That's making an excuse. Now, he probably has a surgery lined up in the morning, so he's putting a cast on it now. But, like, come on. We're not going to do that. Oh, my God. I'm disappointed he put a cast on. Like, uh He just played three games, no cast. Didn't have a cast on at, you know, playing with it. Game ends, showers. Before he goes to the media, he's got to wrap it up to prove that he's injured. Like, he could have just said, I broke my hand. And, I, I mean, I would have that would have been enough. You think somebody from the finals this year is getting surgery? Oh, yeah. Okay. My point. So, if he if it's his prerogative... It only reason I'm so heavy on it like this is because I just think that's like a a fucking dumb thing to be mad at somebody about is if they're if they have a cast on an injury that they have. It just looked ridiculous. But it's I understand. <laughs> well, I don't get that. If I get hurt, I'm gonna put a cast on. Right. I and mean, there's definitely uh, injuries, right? Especially with your thumb. There's definitely injuries that you want you you'll cast it during the day when you're doing shit and when you're not. You'll take the cast off, whether it's a soft cast or a hard cast, right? I've definitely seen players go through seasons like that. So I would say if he had a game to play, if it was between between game three and game four, and after the game three, when it was 3-0 or some shit like that, and there's another game four to play, he, he strolls out there and his fucking cast – you know, doesn't say shit in the game. He's doing this. That's a pussy move. Either you're healthy or you're not. Either you're playing or you're not. If he's fucking going home and it's like, okay, like now I got a cast on. Of course, that's not what our Michael Jordan did. That's not what Kobe Bryant did, right? But if I mean, if you're if you're if your finger's broken and you need a cast, it's okay to put a cast on. At any point in time. At any point in time. I'll tell my daughter that. He put his cast on to come out and show people he was injured. And it was no, he didn't need the no. excuse. He played phenomenal. I mean, that 2018 run was absurdly great. My thing is, though, he's not playing any more games. And I don't think he actually, like, I think he spoke on it, like, saying, I am hurt. Mm-hmm. But that does not affect any more shit. 
it doesn't make an excuse for what he played like. Like, it doesn't, like, it, only if that happens before a game will a team actually be able to game plan and do different things. But it doesn't change his life. It doesn't change what happened. I don't think he's. I don't think he made excuses for what happened. No, I think he was pissed. Yes, I think he was like, Holy and even more pissed that he probably has to have a fucking little operation to keep him out for that long. I think he was pissed. I mean, he dropped fifty in the game one and lost on some absurd shit. I think he was pissed. Like I played that great and I got swept, and so now I'm gonna go show these motherfuckers. That my hand was broken I mean, too. What was you, I mean, if what Jr. did <laughs> happened, which it did, I think Bron can do that. I think we should let it go. I, I don't I, know, man. That's all I'm saying. And I, I love Jr. Like I have no problem with Jr. whatsoever. But, I mean, I've done crazy shit too in the league. Like it happens. You play basketball long enough, you're gonna make a make make a bad decision. Yeah. But I just don't like the. He's done playing now. He's he's done. He's done playing. Like he's going home regardless. This is done. Put the cast on when it's said and done. Like I'm cool. Yeah, hey, and I we have I, guys sitting out games for stomach issues. We have guys like you know like thinking about the shit that goes on, mm-hmm. and when the guy puts on a cast because he has an actual injury, after the shit's over, is getting killed for being an excuse maker. Yeah, I mean, you look at players that sit out some of these playoff games, and I always think, would LeBron have played? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I always think, would Kobe have played? Yeah, I mean. I feel like it would have been harder. I don't know, in my opinion. In my opinion. I just think, like. I mean, neither messed a playoff game in their career, did they? Yeah. Did they? Yeah. I don't think they did. Maybe. I don't think they did. I don't think they did. I don't think so either. I don't think they did. So, moving on. Um, John Morant got hit with a 25-game suspension. Yeah. A lot of people thought it was soft. What's soft about that? People wanted more. People So people wanted 50. Let's do round numbers. Round numbers. Mm-hmm. 80 is a number. You play 82 games. Do yep. 80. Right? 25, you're going to do 20. You're going to go lower. Yep. He got suspended one-fourth of his season. For doing nothing illegal, doing something derogatory to, I guess, his brand and our league, that is a new thing, right? Because if you do your homework, it's been a lot of people posting with guns. Now, are they doing what he did? No, right? Two different things. But I think the NBA well knows, right? That man's going to lose $50 million over this. He's going to lose a chance for him to get a Supermax deal, which is going to cost him a lot more than that as well. His 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 image is damaged over this as well. So 25 games is going to – they're going to have to get another point guard over there to make sure they can get through the first 25 because you can lose a season in 25 games. Yep. As we saw with the Lakers this last past year, they thought the season was over, 2-10. and 10. Like they're like, oh shit, game over, right? So, but let that bitch go, two and fifteen, bye, no more. Like you, it, you, it's just too much ground to cover. So, what he, what, what he, what he brings and what he embodies to the organization, right? That's a huge L. What he lose personally, huge L. 
I heard there's other conditions that he's going to have to do, right, to make sure he's right. Huge L, right? This dude got hit so hard, and on top of that, right, he gets a 25-game stagnant on top of the conditions. He has to complete those before the 25 games. I feel like, right, it should have been more focused on the conditions, the therapy that they want him to go to, um, uh, community service stuff. And if you're going to do something with the money, have them donate it to somewhere instead of give it back to the league, right? Um, and I think it should be, I think it should be more used as an example because at the end of the day, now that the, the dust has kind of came down, to me, I think people can grow from this more than they can, more than we can just kill Ja. Because I don't believe that he is what people think he is. I don't think he has personal problems. Like, I think he just like everybody else goes through shit. But I don't think he's a bad dude. Right? I don't think he's like, you know, a King Von or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I just wish that we had used it more that he can, we because he's such a face in the league. I wish we had just used his situation if he was okay with it. Um, to publicly, I guess, like show how to get through shit and then um, also help with like gun laws and and kind of use it as a, as an example. Then use it as like, let's just give him a penalty and like get him out the way. Um, so it is what it is, right? And uh, hopefully it gets better. Like I believe everyone has problems, right? And I'm not killing him for it. I mean, he might be from a place you know what I'm saying? Where guns are very, you know, like that. I would just say, like, keep it off the internet. Keep it in your house. Like, don't, don't, don't. It, it, this is stupid. This is stupid shit. Yeah, like, I, I thought the suspension was kind of, it was a little absurd. That's a lot of games. My my man said, we were at the gym today, my man's, uh, Charlie, I told him, I said, if David Stern was alive. <laughs> Ooh, boy. How many games? 55. Oh, he had a conversation with well, David Stern, looked right, at him, looked right at him in his face and said he would do better and then exactly did the same thing. <laughs> David Stern takes that disrespectfully and he's going to get you. But people are like, we miss David Stern because he would have given more. Same people that I want us being friends. Mm -hmm. same, same people that I want me and somebody I played against my whole life now being friends is because we're playing against each other. Same people that I want people to get suspended for 70 games. <laughs> it's just a, I, it's different if you did something illegal. Yeah, he didn't do anything illegal. It's just amazing to see the level athletes are being held to. Because like politicians, there's there's guys making music videos, doing that every day. All types of other like, shit, and, too. and yeah. nobody cares. Shit. But they're, 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 nobody cares what, when they're what, doing it. What? It's a difference, though. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to compare what we do as professionals into what a rapper does. Because in my opinion, they're not professional. They're just good at what they do. Like, if you don't like, this is not your job, it's not your profession. Like, you're not, you're professional because you're talented at it. And there's a bunch of professional basketball players, right? But they're not NBA players. And NBA comes with more shit than just being good. Let me PSA to y'all. Like... Don't think just being good can keep you in the NBA or get you in the NBA. It's a professional organization. 
It's the NBA. Your what you your likeness and what you put out there and what you what you stand for, if that doesn't fit the overall thing, you will not be in. If you come out and you want to come out X, Y, and Z or a whole different way and be cool or whatever that is, that's negative, negative energy. People don't like it. And not saying people don't like it, it's like negative energy or bad or like too far. Like what have we seen about like guys like whether it's racial or political, they go too far on one end or another that doesn't align with how they want the Im- the image of the league to come off. They'll X you out and they'll do it silently. I ain't going to bring those names up, but do your research. Like it's been happening way longer than we've been alive. So Gilbert Arenas on his show said he thinks Jaw has an alcohol or drug problem. Could be true. I think it's probably an alcohol problem. Do you think he's for sure, <laughs> for like, sure going through something mentally? Yeah, shouldn't he be? But like, to to act out like people that. think trauma is only one way. It's only when something bad happens. What about when something good happens? So we got a shoe, got all the money in the world. Is literally everything he dreamed to be. He did it at twenty three. Literally, think about that. That motherfucker went from one day at fucking Murray, whatever the fuck he went to college at, to the to 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 twenty four months later, he can do anything he wants. Literally, his pictures on the fucking face of the fucking NBA wall. Like I'm not saying I'm not saying it's I'm I'm just saying this. Trauma works two ways. And sometimes you can have it too good. Sometimes you do lose a little bit when you have it too good. I've never thought about it that way. So his addiction or problem, it's only an addiction or problem. He he may have that. He needs to make better decisions. Just like at some point in time in my life, I have to make better decisions. That's a real that's real shit. I'm not that's like that's real shit. Like there was a quote a year ago during the playoffs, and his dad said, called him trash. And he said he played like trash. Yeah. And he kind of responded to it, and he kind of said something about tough love and his dad being his biggest hater. Yeah. That when that happened, that just rubbed me the wrong way so badly. And I I felt like I could have predicted this. Because if you... If your dad is talking to you like that, it's likely you're talking to yourself like that. And I'm a big believer in the importance of self-talk. Yeah. Like you are your biggest fan. You are your biggest coach. Yeah. And if you're calling yourself trash, if your dad's calling you trash and you're calling yourself trash, I feel like this is kind of... I don't know. I don't feel that way. Kind of the result. And I was was talking to my therapist, right? And... We, would, we have, would your therapist tell you to call yourself trash? No, you're right. <laughs> right, positive thinking always. Um, what I'm saying is, is I definitely like today. I definitely said like, fuck, like, can you make a fucking shot, please, or whatever the fuck it is. Right, it happens, but it's always hindsight 2020, and this is gonna go a little left here, but. Understand, like, the predicament. I think this uh, a very similar predicament that his father was in raising him is a very similar predicament that my mother was in raising me. And 
it's so hard to raise a black man in this world. Um, and people won't understand what, 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 and I'll just say this. How about this? The world that T's, T, T, my, my mother, rest in peace, T's, or T, his, T Morant is probably the same age as my mother would be, around the same age, age, age range. And my mom's from the South. My, my family's from the South. So what she saw in her life is way different than I've ever saw. It's way different than than Jaws ever saw. And my mom was do similar shit. Like when I was at Arizona, she would come to the games. She would she would say she loves me. Everything positive. Talk about basketball. She would never give me any any flowers, right? I don't. Even, I can't really. My mom really remember my mom being like ever to my face. Like, oh, you're the shit. Like she. I don't think she ever told me that to my face. So, I think it's more of a thing where they didn't know the questions to ask to communicate what they want to get off. And it's just like a little, like, like now how I would speak to my daughter is different, even though I want the same results. Right. So I didn't like that. And, um, I guess the thing that I heard the other day as well for somebody else was the line between authority and friend, they can't tell it. And I think that's the thing that I agree with the most. Um, but as also, I have a father. I draw the line of authority now. I'm a grown man. It's like, how much do I respect you? Like, my dad, like, you know, obviously, like, let's not get too crazy here. But what I'm saying is it, respect is is mutual. Like, if, 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 if I don't want to respect him or he doesn't want to respect me, then we ain't going to respect each other. So... I don't. I, I, I think it too much gets into like, oh, T has to be a better parent or this, that, and the third. Like, he's a grown man too, and T's a grown man too. Like, some fathers, when you're 18, sayonara, NBA or not, they don't want no part of it. That's how they they, they like to live their life that way. I know a lot of people, 18, whether you're doing well or doing not, they don't give a hell. That's how their dad is. They want their peace and happiness. They've been working X, Y, and Z years, and this is what they want. So. You get a little further, it's hard. You start talking about someone's personal life and and all that stuff. You you got to be you got to be very correct or very open minded, which you are today, right? But a lot of people aren't. So give him the grace, like give him the grace, like you know. It's not like he's uh, he's a young dude. Yeah, you know, and it's not like you know certain things, right? That's happened. That's very, you know, away. Let's say that, and I I, I don't want to get into too many specifics, um, but I think even though it's happened twice, I think the worst thing he did was was not true to his word, right? I think that's the worst thing he did. But I also, if I look at if I look at it all and I put it all right in front of me and I take a deep breath and I come back to it, I take a deep breath and now I'm looking at it again. I feel like. He deserves a chance to to make it right. Because um, in my opinion, what has he done wrong before this? Before this whole spat? All well, he was he, doing he, was gathering he, kids together to love the game. and He allegedly like beat up a 17-year-old. Yeah, right? which I played against a 17-year-old today. You beat him up. <laughs> I didn't beat him up, but fuck, that 17-year-old might be really fucking good at basketball. We were playing a pickup game. He might get disrespectful. 
whatever. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah. get, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it may be. Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, some people are crazy. Some people are not. It's just like, people just don't go around punching people in the face. Yeah. You know, this is not a common thing. Especially when you don't have a history of this shit. So I'm not like a fighter or anything. Yeah. Like, that's I'm not going to like get physical with anyone. Yeah. I got the closest I, I could have gotten physical this week. Yeah. So I'm in church. Talking Look at to this guy, man. Talking to this guy. You won't do it in the workplace, but you'll you'll do something. Church, God, and church are the only thing that like <laughs> kept my cool. And it's a good place to get mad at, man. And, and <laughs> you talking about your your family being from the south, and, yeah. and that kind of like it, it came back to me. Yeah. And, then, and talking about Draymond like punching people at practice. Yeah. So I'm in church, talking to this guy at the table. We, it was a volunteer thing, and then eating separately some guy never never met him before yeah comes and sit with sitting with me talking about my life what i'm up to talking about uh start talking about lsu yeah living in the south and this guy he first of all he's like anti-gun and he's like i can't imagine you know people walking around with open carry like i would be so scared <laughs> where I, I mean, I'm in the mil. I was in the military. I have a lot of experience with guns. I own a lot of guns. Yeah, did not bother me at all. And you know, I was kind of like, you know, that's, you know, that I, I could see how you feel that way. Never being in a living or being in a place like that. He goes on, and he says, "I think people in the South are some of the most ignorant people in the entire world, and I think their IQs are lower." Because they're so inbred. Yeah, man. I have never. That's had, like the shit. That's like the shit that you just got to be like, man. Have you ever been there before? Like, have you ever actually ever been out there before? The like, the, the rage I felt going to LSU. Like, some of my best friends are yeah. from the South. Like, their families were like so good to me. Like yeah. being so far away from home. Yeah. And then I was in the. I was in the Louisiana National Guard, like mm -hmm. spent a lot of time with a bunch of different types of people yeah. down there. I was like so pissed. I there was like so many things going through my head about what I was about to do. And I was in but I was in church. <laughs> God says forgive 70 times 7 over. <laughs> so and I had to be like 77 times 7 over. I was so. just like what would God do here? He would forgive him. And, and that's and that and what you I said to him. him plane, I'm like, you buy him a plane ticket to to, to Mardi Gras. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I said to him like, you know, I lived there four years. I met some of the most wholesome people in mm -hmm. my entire life in the South. Yeah. Like, I, 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 the the, the people down there are phenomenal. Yeah. And you just kind of like, you just kind of shut up. Oh, because you, you didn't agree with them. But I didn't have much more from I I I got away. Yeah. I, I I got up and walked. But yeah. I was just like, dude, we're in church. You've never met this me before, and yeah. you just come up to me, and you're gonna talk start talking about people have lower IQs in the South because they're because they're inbred. Well, I feel <laughs> like people in California also think this is a shit. And mm -hmm. There's nothing bigger than this, right? So. Yeah, and that was what was so great about leaving California. Yeah. 
like I, I left high school. I went straight to the army. Mm. I thought I was like this like kind of badass kid. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Whole new world. Uh, whoa, was I wrong? <laughs> I mean, I what, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> what was your first day like? Oh, dude. I want your first day and then I want to hear about what was your what was the first like, oh shit, I'm in the military. I mean, I'm, I I was with my girlfriend at the time, mm-hmm. who's now my wife. Mm-hmm. So I guess you know, it worked out. Yeah. I mean, that was like I'm 29. That was 11 years ago. Wow. So it, almost 11 years ago exactly. So, you know, I graduate high school, I'm have my plane ticket and get dropped off at the airport. And I'm like an emotional person, so I had to say bye to everyone. Yeah. And for it was going to be for at least five, six months. Yeah. So, I mean, it was it was like – it was like one of the most difficult days of my life. Mm-hmm. Just leaving. Like, oh, my God. Like, all my friends, like, they're about to go do Fourth of July, summer. Yeah. My girlfriend's here. Sucked. And then I get on this plane. I'm meeting, like – these people, I just found them so weird. They were like so different than me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, uh, I flew through Dallas, you know, and uh, that's where I was kind of like starting to connect with all the people I was going there with. And they were just like so different. Mm-hmm. And we get there, we get on a bus, we drive two hours through the night, and this guy comes on the bus and is just like fold screaming at us. Like, get your shit. Get the fuck off my bus. And I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so, and then the first night. hospitality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was in that uh, two two hours outside of Atlanta. Okay. Which, I mean, I had never uh, experienced southern weather. Yeah. It is hot as hell mm-hmm. in the summer. Humid as hell. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Sir. I mean, they call yeah, Fort Benning the back door to hell for a reason. Mm-hmm. My first like oh shit moment was I, I first day I did some shit wrong. They're making an example out of me. The guy gets in my face and he says he he gets in my first of all I have a towel on and he makes me do eight count push ups, which are basically up downs with a push up mm-hmm. with a towel. Makes me do thirty like of basically them. Basically naked. And I'm in front of 50 dudes I just met. Yeah. After two, my towel falls off. So I'm butt nude doing these like eight count push ups in front of 50 dudes I don't know. And I'm just standing there naked. And he gets in my face and he says, Tomorrow I'm taking you to the first sergeant and we're going to chapter you out of the army. Why? Because I did some shit wrong. He was fucking with me. Oh, okay. But I didn't know. And I was just like, oh, my God. My family was so proud of me, like, going to the Army, all this shit. I I felt horrible. Like, I was, like, the biggest failure ever. Next day, like, nothing happened. (laughs) So Uh what the fuck? It was a total, like. He wanted to make you feel something? He was a total mind fuck. Did you you have to, like, didn't know his first name or anything? I mean, he was never. It was never talked about again. Like it was like it didn't oh, happen. Wow. But oh, I mean that night I was like, oh my gosh, wow. I'm the biggest failure ever, and it sucked. That's that's real sacrifice right there. Yeah, that's real sacrifice. Yeah, and then I, you know, that's that's a nice hello to my new platoon, new like butt nude doing eight count push ups. 
<laughs> I met them in a swinging all over. The <laughs> 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 oh, like, bro, okay, okay, he's done. Like, 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 fuck. Oh man. So Father's Day's coming up. Yeah. Your daughter's three years old. Yeah. How has dad life been? Man, it's been uh it's been crazy. Um she's she's like everything. She uh She's made me mature so much, um, and I truly like see a little bit of myself in her day by day. Um, she's so happy. Um, I love her so much. She gives me a reason to wake up. Um, she gives me a reason to work hard. Um, she, gives, she gives me a reason to just be a good person because I know I'm setting an example for her um, at some point in time. So it's been it's been fun, like. I didn't know what to expect. I'm, I'm not the most sentimental type of guy, um, and I want to learn. Like you know, I think we've learned to love each other over her three years of life, um, so far. So I'm glad that's working out. But I also want to, you know, have my own relationship with her, where she's at in her life, um, and that's how it's gonna go. Like I've had a great example of relationship with you know parents to me and my, with me and my mother. Um, my mom always spoke about, you know, being having everything um, you need to have so you can take care of yourself and your kid if you had to at some point in time. So I'm ready for whatever life is going to bring to us. Um, and if I got God on my side, so I should feel no evil. Um, and she's, she's she has God on her side as well. So I'm just happy. Uh, She's healthy, she's happy, she's always laughing. Um, and she makes it easy for me to be a father because uh, she's easy to play with, she's easy to want to be around. Um, so That's great. Yeah. So I got an official announcement. I'm actually having a kid. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even know that before you got here. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Congratulations, 11 years, marriage. I'm not married yet, so congratulations. Um, do you know the gender? No, we we just got an envelope. We're gonna do a little. Okay, so like, you guys are you guys are okay. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, I'm kind of scared of the gender. <laughs> everybody is. I I mean, I, I said I had I when I had a girl. They're like, oh, you should, I'm like I wanted a girl. Like I don't. I, I'm all, my I'm, my sisters and my mom is basically the people who raised me. So I'm cool with that. Um, but I've seen some boys. I was actually at the park with my my daughter the other day, and some. Two little young kids were wailing on each other, wailing on each other. I was like, man, so I'm glad I don't have boys. Cause that was me you, and my brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like you, like I did the same thing with my friends, right? And I have, you know, two step brothers. So you don't want to take that aggression away, but you can't wail on your brother. Like he wailing on his ass. Like, ooh, ooh. I'm like looking at his dad, and his dad just, and they, I mean, no shame to his dad, but I just don't go through that. The worst thing that happens, you know, she just starts crying. Says, Dad, I want to do this, or Dad, I want to do that. But, yeah, I think it's not that I don't want to have a daughter. Yeah. It's like I want to have at least one son. Okay. Like, I think that yeah. would be, like, pretty awesome. Yeah. I think both would be awesome. Yeah. But having at least one <laughs> don't, son. Don't let like, your daughter see this with you. <laughs> having at least one son would be, like, yeah. would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, um, I don't want to do one of those big, like, TikTok gender reveal, you know. Yeah. I'm just gonna be like, hey, maybe don't post this because I don't really need. Well, I feel like I feel like that's just like 
some, like some things have to be intimate. Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe if, when you do your first one and you know it, but no one else knows it, then maybe you can do that. Like when it's literally for inter- like entertainment, mm-hmm. but like people actually like give it to Instagram or TikTok first. Like I don't get it. Yeah, like, you know, especially the shows they put on. Yeah, they, they be burn down forests. <laughs> like all this type of stuff, um, which I just think is unnecessary. You can get the same same hit, <laughs> same hit. You get the same pop. You know what I'm saying? If you just do it a little later and when it's more controlled. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever. We all parent differently. So what, what's your advice for me? Nothing. Literally, like, literally just love. And, like, she's, like, he or she, you'll find a, a new love. You'll find a new, a stronger love. Um, Please don't, like, you know, I, everything... Everything that I would give you advice for is everything you're gonna learn along the way. Like you know, you know, watch a YouTube. Don't be afraid to go to YouTube and look up how to how to do shit, right? But just love and the one of the best advice I've ever got is time is how you spell love to a kid before they can like you know know it. So just spend a lot of time and just embrace that shit because like. There's been times where I've looked at her, I'm like, damn, like, I would really take a bullet for you. Like, you don't even know what's going on. I'm going to be sitting there falling out. You'll be like, dad, 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 <laughs> yeah, daddy, daddy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And shit like that. So, yeah, man, just love, man. It's special. It shows you how much older you're getting, too. Mm-hmm. Not on the back nine, but <laughs> fuck, I ain't, I ain't on the front nine. <laughs> like... <laughs> like damn now I'm raising another human and you know now I'm and now everything that you're going through everything you've gone through in your life and everything you're going through in your life you now can express to somebody like whatever you don't like about the world whatever you think people should be like everything we speak about on this shit on this pod and whatever's fucked up or not you got a you got a, a empty slate empty template yeah I think it's cool because it's like you can take the things you like that your parents did mm. And then you can remove the stuff you didn't love that they did and then kind of add your own, like, mm. stuff you think would have been better. Yeah. And that's kind of... I totally agree. That's kind of how it works. I totally agree. Um, but, yeah. I never really thought about, like... I definitely thought about it, but when, when I say this, I mean... Like, I've worked hard on myself and trying to be a better human. Like, mm-hmm. an actual better human. Like, better for... Like, am I helping the world or am I not? Right? So in that process, I've learned so much about, like, different opinions and different people and different shit. So, like, all I try to do is be myself. Like, be the best Stanley Johnson I can bring to the table today, to her, and just give her all this positive energy I possibly can, right? And that's really it. Like, I don't try to even, like, use it. There is no template. There is no what my parents did, like, obviously that, that, that makes us who we are. Right. And obviously like, you know, certain things you may, you actually like certain like physical things or mental things, like you may not like that specific thing. That might be something that you're going through, but understand like when you use another template or something to like bounce yourself off of or bounce your idea off of, or or have a standard of that's the standard you're comparing it to. And I think the standard is a lot higher. 
You're thir- it's been 30 years since you were born. Mm-hmm. You have that way more knowledge, right? And I met your dad the other day. He's a, I mean, awesome young, awesome young man. Awesome, <laughs> awesome man. Awesome, awesome bo- young man. Awesome boomer. Awesome young man, right? <laughs> like great stories and stuff yeah. like that. So I'm not saying like it wasn't right or wrong, but I'm saying like, I think you. I think he did everything he gave to, to put you in a better position. So, I think you may know a little some. Mm-hmm. You might have a little some figured out. Yeah, like, and I think for me, I've never liked the feeling of standing still. I always want to be like I'm climbing the ladder. That. I'm with you on like, that. Like, there's nothing worse than feeling like I'm not improving. It's almost like you're going backwards. Yeah. Yeah. And and to add to that, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was success is not linear. And so like having a lot of business success early in my 20s and then kind of feeling like it plateaued a bit was Mm -hmm. like, it was so difficult. Cause it was just like, you know, like, oh, I made $100,000 my junior year of college. Like I should make double that every year forever. And it's just like, not, not realistic. Do you think that you would um, be, I guess, as um, encouraged, ambitious toward what we're doing now and what you're doing now um, if that had not happened? I think I think the failures are pretty awesome. Mm. I mean, they're devastating when they happen, and I take them very seriously. Yeah. Especially just – Certain things you thought for sure were going to work, you poured your heart into and, you know, totally flopped. Mm-hmm. I've had, I mean, I've had quite a few of those, but what you learn from them is very valuable and also the, it makes the successes that much sweeter because mm-hmm. you know what it's like on the other side. Yeah. And so I've just kind of been on this constant, like, self-improvement hunt for several years now and i've picked up so many like great things along the way including like therapy and stuff um that i get to like share with my kid and just that's a major change that i think we both will do Mm -hmm. i know in my case like i'll introduce therapy extremely early oh yeah it's gonna be like hey as soon as you can like really have a conversation like yeah, I mean, I would, you know, not even like a common thing. Like I do it, just like go talk to somebody, see what you think. Yeah, and it's like mine. My therapist is like a sports therapist, right? And so she works with all like Olympic swimmers, down to like kid athletes. And it's like if I had that when I was a kid athlete, not only would it help me in the sport, but it would like help me so much in life. Mm. Like just you know, I just want to add something to that. Is people think sports therapy is like some crazy shit because you're an athlete or some shit. No, it's just competitive shit. Mm-hmm. Like if you're competing and you want to fucking do better. Yes. That's all that is. Yeah. So. Like, do you think you're in the Olympics? You have one Olympics every four years. Yes. You might have one race. That race might be 10 Bro, seconds man. long. I literally. Four years for 10 seconds. Fuck, man. Do you think there's not some shit you can do inside of your head that are is going to help you along the way for fucking sure i mean i just can't even imagine you get 10 seconds at one race 
once every four years. I would love that fucking adrenaline rush. <laughs> I think I would just do some superhuman shit. Like, I would hate it, like, because, like, fuck, I got to get this shit right, right? And, like, you know, I've had some friends that have competed in trials and whatever, X, Y, and Z. Let's not get into that. But they get hurt, can't qualify. Now the now you didn't even get a chance to even even compete. So now it's now it's ten second eight years, eight years, eight years for ten seconds. <laughs> like then it's twelve years for ten seconds. They're like the gun goes off. I mean, you know, we might freeze up. I mean, you got to have a plan. So oh, motherfucker. So if you have a plan going into that, like how you're breathing before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, you're yeah, thinking yeah, about. Yes, 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 yes. yes and then yes, now, yes, yes. so you're learning yes. that. Now you can take that yes. to the rest of your life, where you go yes. into a business meeting. Yes. And you're preparing the same way? Yes. I literally, I literally, I really think like from the preparation stuff that I've been doing with, like you're saying, from basketball, just preparing for shit, like preparation, like whether it's film study, the way you prepare for film studies is you can prepare for that like anything else, like anything else. You know what I'm saying? Like I would give that advice to anybody mm -hmm. doing anything like the repetition and whether it's a you know a book or this that and the third like if you're studying for something or if you have a job interview um the professional part of the NBA you have to do your due diligence like you have to do it like I'm I'm in free agency right now mm -hmm. like if my agent tells me a team that I I could go to or a team I want to go to if I have a conversation with the GM or a conversation with the coach like I better know if it's about basketball. I better know something about it. Yeah, like you know, some sort. I can't of just bring to the table. Oh yeah, I can play. <laughs> I can defend. I can hit an open three. I, can. I mean, you can. Yeah, but you're just but gonna, so up, gonna you're yeah. gonna up your success if you yeah. if you're prepared. Now, coach. Yeah, I know your system. I just I know your system. I I, I watched it when I played against you this time. Y'all like to do this type of stuff. I like to do stuff as this, this type of stuff as well. Yeah. The, this coach. This uh, uh, like you know you can you can have a better conversation. I'll mm -hmm. give myself a better chance to get a job. Not just not saying, hey, I'm, I, not saying I'm getting hired soon, but <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, you know, yeah. it's coming up. Yeah, coming up. It's coming Hopefully. up. I know we have a great conversation about that. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I got, I was so, like, attracted to my therapist because I met her, and she was Whoa. just talking about. You're married, right? Well, I guess attracted <laughs> was not the I'm right. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I was so, like, drawn to her because it was like, she's working with all these Olympic athletes. Yeah. Like, they are winning gold medals. I think she has something to say. Yeah. I think there's something she can teach me that if, if I could mentally prepare and, like, be on that level, like, imagine how that's going to translate to my work life. Yeah. So, I mean, that was just what, like... And I also think there's that, that same gamut of... Trauma to trauma negative, trauma positive, still trauma. As we talked about before, make sure you do that consultation mm -hmm. to let you know so you can have that conversation to say where you're at and see how. Because I've definitely talked to a therapist and said, Oh, I can't help you. Mm. Cool. Thanks. Yep. Because, like, it's almost like you go to a therapist and they take your service and they can't help you. You, know, you, you might You might look at yourself like you're crazier. Yeah. Like, now even a therapist can help me. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, am I, am I, am I, no, take I mean, a, it's another it, direction. Yeah. I mean, we could have like a two hour talk about, I, I, I feel bad for people how hard it is to find the right one. 
Because there's a lot out there. Yeah. A lot of them are I don't booked. feel bad. Wait, hold on. A lot of them are booked. Mm. A lot of them are expensive as hell. Yeah. It is hard. Like, I was helping a friend, you know, years ago, like, find one because he was going through yeah. quite a difficult time. And I was the one calling. They don't. They weren't picking up. They weren't answering the emails. The ones that did pick up, you know, were booked. And it took, like, quite a long, quite a, quite a long time to find yeah. somebody that would even, like, see him. And so I, 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 you know, I feel for people like that are mentally going through it that it, are having are struggling finding someone. I feel for him too. I feel for people that don't know the questions to ask, right? And I was there at some point in time, mm-hmm. right? So what I'm saying is like I don't feel for you. Like it's hard to find good help. Yeah, it's hard to do therapy. It's hard to do these things. It's hard to be positive. So these things are going to be challenging. It's going to take time to find this, the therapist that's special for you. You can't just find any therapist. And most likely the one that you need is going to be booked because mm-hmm. people need them too. Yeah. Right? So it's like, I don't feel sorry. I don't. And by the way, it is expensive. Why? Mental health is expensive. It mm-hmm. has a high currency these days. Mm-hmm. Like, it really does. I know. People around here charging two two fifty an hour. Yeah. So if you're so, not somebody yeah. that's making decent money, that's kind of have a whole honesty moment. Like when I was going through the the deepest, darkest parts of my career, I paid a lot more to get a therapist inside my head. Mm-hmm. So if you need the help and you need that that doctor, you got to pay for it, champ. Oh yeah, I agree. It's worth and like it. going back to a, a, a earlier in the pod about speaking of like jaw and stuff like that. Bro, there's people around you that have been in situations where they've too too much trauma one way or too much trauma another. Mm. You have people. It's, you're in a fraternity. Someone knows the answer. Yeah. As long as it's regular shit, like as long as it's like you know, overboard or like you know, like part of my trauma, my mom passed away. She had breast cancer. Right. There's only a couple people in the world in the NBA. Me and John Wall connected on that shit. Mm. Right. But on, you see the similarity here, right? So, if it's what I think it is with Ja, bro, I will, I will. You have, even if we think, even if he thought we didn't like him, I think people respect like the similarity, and people respect someone in that position to not. Hey, this is my therapist. He helped me out a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so, interesting how like private so much of that is. Has to be. That's why I didn't go to therapy for so long. Mm-hmm. For real. But if you knew like half the league was doing it, would you have been more open Oh, to I'm it? not really worried about that. Mm-hmm. This is now, and I'm not saying I'm way older, but I'm 27. 23, 27, 22, 27, different. Mm-hmm. Especially these days. Yeah. So me, I'm le- me, I want LeBron's therapist. Yeah. Right? But LeBron these, is these never. These motherfuckers, they, they want, oh, let me get a new guy. <laughs> no, I don't want a new guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I want the I, guy that's booked. Like, I agree. Like, I want, I want guy, somebody that I know. What's I want up? the guy like, that's had like thirty years. Of experience yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want the new guy. Like, I'm not that guy. You know, he read a textbook. I want the guy that's like that help that he got he, that he learned from. Yeah, yeah. Like, I want that. Yeah. yeah. Sorry so, to the new guys, but yeah. I'm not. And I'm not. I'm. I'm. 
Your time will come in my life, I guess, right? Because the guy I'm working with, you know, he might retire. Yeah. Right? So, like, whatever. So, but, nah. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm really smashing Jaw today. I know. Sorry, Jaw. Really, like, talking about him a lot. No, but we're not. We we weren't even so Yeah, I'm I'm saying meaning, like, you know. What would be your advice for Jaw if he called you? That's what I'm saying. I'll give it again. No advice, brother. Um, When you do bad things, bad things happen to you. Whatever actions you're doing, if you want to turn them, turn them. Whatever you put into the world, you'll get back. So, and by the way, that doesn't mean what we see. Because as you see, now, what we didn't see, you're paying for it. And I don't, I don't, I don't even know the guy. Yeah. Other than playing against him. I have, and I, me and you have other conversations about other people who I, who I do know. I, I have, I've had one conversation, one conversation with him in the bubble in my whole life. And that was years before this, right? Respect the hell out of the guy. Like the guy, right? Think he's gonna be awesome. Think he's gonna be a face of the league, right? And that's how that's how high and far as it goes, right? But some of this shit, as I would tell my nephew, if you're gonna get kicked out of something or do something bad, just get all your money's worth. Don't don't don't. Don't get kicked out of school for stealing some Starbursts. Mm-hmm. Like, what we doing? That's stupid. Like, at least, like, fail the class. Like, at least, like, punch somebody in the face or something. Get your money's worth. Like, it'd be real dumb to, like, lose your your sponsorships and all these things and over a toy gun. Oh, I, we, we didn't even bring that up. But. Or whatever the fuck it is, bro. I don't. So, I, 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 I don't. I don't. I don't really care what it is, right? It's a gun. It's a gun. It's a gun. It's a gun. You know, right? I, I'm pissed because I had this. I saw that I had this funny prank idea. I was gonna bring a squirt gun, a little tiny one, and when we when that came up, I was gonna whip it out. And now I'm pissed. You, you'd have your orange tip on the top on the top, and I would say, "Look, you're showing gun safety." That's all he had to do. Yeah. Right. So yeah, but hey, the comeback for him could be huge. Um, hopefully, he gets the help he needs, and he could help a lot of people. You know, hey, I was going through this. This is what I did. Yeah. This is what I recommend other people do if they're going through it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, your mic's kind of broken. No, I fuck with it too much. <laughs> I gotta do the thing again. I had it in the perfect spot. Um. So yeah, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Um. Oh yeah, it is at past seven. We never, yeah, we never really even started the episode. We just started going. Let me, let me try to do an intro. I kind of like it that way. I like it that way too because it, it keeps the flow, and then like we just start the conversation, and then you just start, start, you just, yeah. you just start the show. Like you watch it, you just start the show. Like when you think the best spot is. How, how do you do the intro? What do you say? I mean, that's what we were doing, but I like the pause. That just like I just want to do an intro, just on recording, just, to, just. Oh, you say. Uh, like we can, I would just look at the camera and do the intro, kind of like I was thinking about it in my head. Like, what's going on, <laughs> bro? I had it right at first, and the it, the thing about it is you got to tighten it like so tight. Yeah, whatever. Because I'll these mics, this. these are like the heavy, expensive mics. I was I guess. thinking like uh, how they they make us do for the NBA mm-hmm. is that we just record. Like you look in the camera, you just record. I'm Stanley Johnson Ford for the Utah Jazz, and you're watching NBA Mexico. But, yeah, there you go. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Um, or when they put on the big screen, they're like, I'm Stanley Johnson, and I like yeah, pizza, and I like, pizza, I like SpongeBob. Chocolate and yeah. SpongeBob, right? Um, All right. I totally broke this one.
Try next time, I guess. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for joining the episode. We will be back soon, and uh, see you later. Yes, sir.